Did Carol Baskin actually sue Netflix? What all was revealed at Disney Plus Day? And where does Marvel's Eternals rank on my MCU movie list? Well, I talk about all that and more on this episode of The Totcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toddcast, a podcast where all your dreams come true, whether you want them to or not. As always, I'm your host, Todd McManus, and a lot of stuff has been released this week. Go ahead and get into it a little bit. I'm going to be going ahead and talking about The Eternals, the Marvel movie that came out last week, Marvel's Eternals. Me and a friend of mine, John, you may know, he was actually a five-time guest on this on the Toddcast. And me and him went and saw it last week. And I'm going to be giving my official review for Eternals. At the end of the episode, right before the questions and the drink review, I will be doing a spoiler review for Marvel's Eternals. And I, of course, I will be giving a spoiler warning once we get closer to that. But we're going to go ahead and get into some news right now. Everybody's favorite, Tiger aficionado, if you will. Everyone's favorite Tiger aficionado, Carol Baskin. You may have heard this in the intro earlier. Carol Baskin indeed tried to sue Netflix. Now, the reason she wanted to sue Netflix was because the way she was portrayed, and of course, season two of Tiger King is coming out, I don't remember, I think it's either next month or the beginning of 2022, because um, there's more to tell of the story, apparently, I thought that Joe Exotic being locked in prison was the end of that story, but the uh, more of it, you know, they come out with a trailer not too long ago, and apparently she thought that she was seen and portrayed as the villain <laughs> of, of season two of Tiger King. And, well, I mean, if you can notice it, what do you think we're seeing, Carol? So, she tried to sue Netflix for that fact, and she did not win that. <laughs> it was denied. Because she wanted, like, season two to never come out. Because she, like, signed the contract saying it's okay for them to do whatever they wanted with season one. But I don't think they did that with season two because of this is, like, older footage and footage they didn't put in season one. And stuff they're reusing from season one in season two. That kind of stuff. And she sued them for that. And Netflix was like, nah, you're not doing that to us. (laughs) We're Netflix. You 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 can't win against us. So... So yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm somewhat excited for season two of Tiger King. I don't really know what to expect, but we're gonna get whatever we get and hope for the best, you know, with whatever we receive from Netflix. So I don't exactly know the date for that. You can Google it if you want. I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't know. I just I already got everything else done though. So season two of Tiger King coming out soon enough in the next couple of months probably. So. Also, on the Netflix side of things, the movie Red Notice premiered on Netflix yesterday for all of you. If you're listening to this on the Saturday it comes out, I am recording this on Friday, November the 12th, the day before this episode comes out on Saturday. Um, So, Red Notice, for me, Red Notice came out today. I haven't watched it yet because this has been recorded like 2 in the afternoon. I haven't watched it yet. I will watch it. It is a movie with The Rock teaming up with Ryan Reynolds, and the bad guy is Gal Gadot. And if you don't know, if you don't exactly know who Gal Gadot is, recognize the name. She is Wonder Woman. And then, of course, everybody knows The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. So this is like full-on big-name actors and actress movie with these three people, so... It's going to be good. I mean, it's and it's on Netflix now for all of you listening. It is available now on Netflix. If you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely check it out. I'm going to watch it, and I'll probably give y'all some feedback in the next week or two of what that movie, if the movie is good or not. So, so yeah, I just haven't watched it yet. So, this is the biggest thing I, I've got to talk about today. 
The reason, for all of you listening at home, if you don't know this fact about me and the podcast, is that normally I record episodes that are just me, like this episode you're listening to, usually on Thursdays. Just because I record it on a Thursday, I'll get it done and ready for Saturday, and that gives me Friday off. And if anything's wrong or I need to go back and redo something, I have the entirety of Friday to do that. And the reason I did not do that this week is because this past Friday, or for yesterday for y'all, which is today for me, on Friday the 12th was... Disney Plus Day. And this was announced about three or four weeks ago. I talked about it two weeks ago. That there was going to be a Disney Plus Day where they were going to announce more stuff coming to Disney Plus. Um, Also, Shang-Chi, the Marvel movie, is now available on Disney Plus to watch. As is Jungle Cruise, the movie starring The Rock and Emily Blunt. The Rock's in just everything. He's got, he, <laughs> he has a movie coming out on Disney Plus today. On He has a, a movie coming out on Disney Plus and Netflix on the same exact day. Of course, Jungle Cruise came out months ago in theaters, but it's so weird to me that this guy, The Rock, he has two movies going to two different streaming services on the same exact day on Friday, November the 12th, with Red Notice on Netflix and Jungle Cruise on Disney+. And then before you know it, he'll be over on the HBO Max because next year he's coming out with Black Adam, and then that'll be in theaters, but go to Max like a few months afterwards. So he's just everywhere. <laughs> it's just The Rock is truly taking over. But... Um, also, with Disney Plus Day, they released some other stuff. Um, I don't really know what else they put out on Disney Plus. I just pay attention to the Marvel. and Mainly, I only pay attention to the Marvel stuff, the Star Wars stuff, and anything else that's big name, like Jungle Cruise, or anything like mainstream Disney like that that's really big. But the main reason is because... They announced more series and exclusives coming to Disney Plus for Marvel and Star Wars. And a lot of us were hoping for like a trailer or just a little bit of a look, a little look-ski, if you will, into like the Kenobi show or any update on season three of The Mandalorian because it is currently filming or the Ahsoka series or anything like that. And then with Marvel as well, I mean, we have Hawkeye coming out November 24th. But when are we getting Miss Marvel? When are we getting Moon Knight? When are we getting She-Hulk? And then what comes after that? Because normally Disney likes to announce things, you know, two to three years in advance. They do with movies because they only have four or five movies a year. So they announce all the movies. Like, we already know what movies are coming out in the year 2023. But we don't know the year, the stuff for the next year. So, like, maybe one day next month in December... They'll be announcing stuff like that whenever it comes to another, I think it's like Disney Investors Day is what that's called. Because that's what they announced, that's what uh, the day they announced last year whenever um, Kathleen Kennedy, the president of Lucas, um, is it Lucasfilm? Yeah, or LucasArts, one of those. She's in charge of Star Wars basically at Disney, and she was the one who announced the Kenobi show and the Ahsoka series and all that Star Wars stuff last year. And then Kevin Feige, of course, the president of Marvel, comes out and he's like, hey, we're making a Fantastic Four movie. We're going to bring in the X-Men at some point. (laughs) So that's what um, Disney Investor Day is. But that's like in the first or second week of December, I think. Around that time, like in about a month, close enough, in a month's time, They have Disney Investor Day, and they've been releasing, like, Disney stuff every week, kind of, whether it be Marvel or Star Wars stuff, and they did announce that, they didn't announce this today, they announced, like, a month ago that, I think the first week of December, they're going to announce a Star Wars game that we don't know about yet, so, I mean, anything that's... Star Wars or Marvel, whether it be movies, games, or series, that is right up my alley. (laughs) That is my thing, you know what I'm saying? So, with Disney Plus Day coming out, or happening today for me, of course, all the things that we know, just a little bit of a rundown, 
is, and I'm going to be talking about Marvel and Star Wars stuff a lot for the next like 30 minutes. So. <laughs> and then after that, I got to review Eternals. So. <laughs> so just a little bit of a reminder for all of you, there's so much stuff still coming out. We're only like, we're not even halfway through November yet. And we still have like a month and a half left of this year, but there's still so much stuff, not only with Disney, but with other like Netflix and HBO Max and all these other streaming services and movies that are coming out as well. There's still a lot of stuff coming out. Like, we still have the Matrix movie, which is the fourth Matrix movie. I think it's um, Resurrections. It comes out in December, and it's one of those that's on HBO Max the same day for 30 days, you know? And then The Witcher Season 2 premieres on Netflix in December. We have the Hawkeye Marvel series premiering on Disney Plus on November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, and it's two-episode premiere. It is going to be premiering with those two episodes um, on the first day, and then I guess it's going to be one every Wednesday after that. And then, of course, December 17th is, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the most anticipated movie of the entire year, no doubt. Um, And then after that, Marvel is done for a while, because the next Marvel movie that comes out is the Doctor Strange movie in May. And shifting gears to stay with Disney, but on Star Wars stuff, the only thing we have left for Star Wars this year is the book of Boba Fett, which will be premiering December 29th, the day before New Year's Eve. Right? No, the day before the day before New Year's You understand what I'm saying. It's December 29th. <laughs> New Year's Eve is the 31st, and you get the, that's a Friday. And then the 30th is Thursday, and the 29th is that Wednesday. So, basically, the Wednesday after the Wednesday between Christmas and New Year's is when the Book of Boba Fett is premiering on Disney Plus. And this season or this series will follow. As of right now, all I know is that it'll follow Boba Fett's story after we have encountered him in season two of The Mandalorian, and maybe it show it might show what happened after he got eaten by the Sarlacc pit in episode 6 of Star Wars because this does because Mandalorian's time period it takes place after that after the empire was defeated and Darth Vader's dead and Luke Skywalker he's the big hot shot right now um this takes place like I feel like a few years I think it was like 5 years maybe like the empire's still there but the emperor is quote unquote dead and Darth Vader, he's definitely dead because he died and they burned his body. <laughs> and then Anakin became a force ghost. So, I feel like they have a good spot with Boba Fett right now to bring when bringing him this character back and now having a series dedicated to him. Because he's such a cool character. If you watched any of him, any of the Clone Wars series with him as like a younger kid. And basically, his story started in Episode 2, whenever his father, Jango Fett, was killed by Mace Windu. Also, a big, not a spoiler, a big prediction is that what if we get an older Mace Windu in the Book of Boba Fett? And, like, that's who he's hunting down, is he's finally going to hunt down the Jedi who killed his father. So, a lot of interesting things are gonna, <laughs> that can happen from this show. So... With all that being said, that's all the stuff we know as of right now for the rest of this year is uh, the Hawkeye series, the Spider-Man movie, and then the Boba Fett series. And then the next thing from Marvel movie-related that I know of is the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie coming out in May. So, we got Star Wars series of Book of Boba Fett to tie us down, ending December, going into January. I don't know how long that's going to be, probably towards the beginning of, the end of January and beginning of February is when that'll end, and then I think we'll get Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, something around that area of spring, going in from winter to spring of 2022, to help us, like, to stay watching something, because... Disney's in a really good position right now with they're pumping out so much, so many movies and so many shows. Like they haven't pumped out a a Star Wars movie since the last one, which was episode 9, which came out in December of 2019, and we're just about to get and that's been almost 2 years now. 
because that movie came out right before COVID happened. And um, they're trying. I, I feel like they're trying to decide what movie they want to make next because that's kind of a done deal with episodes one through nine. Of course, seven, eight, nine kind of blowed like they weren't that, they weren't that good of movies. They did really well because it's a Star Wars movie, but story wise. It could have been better, in my opinion. I mean, I liked it just because it was the action scenes, and it was cool, and like, whoa, lightsabers, man, like that kind of stuff, but the story could have been so much better with them three movies. Um, Like, Luke didn't have to die in The Last Jedi. That was just kind of stupid, but anyway... Disney, what I'm saying is basically that Disney's in such a good position with Marvel and Star Wars right now that they're filming so much crap, and they're also doing animated Marvel series, so therefore all you need is the voiceover of the actor or actress in the show, and then just animate it, and just have the animators and editors work on that part, where you don't have to constantly keep filming something, you know? So you have so much stuff... And if you have like six series and four movies just from Marvel coming out in one year, that's good enough because in those gaps in between when one series is done and in three or four months another series begins, you just fill those gaps with Star Wars. So it's just a year is basically just this giant puzzle that what that Disney is just filling full of like, okay, Marvel is this piece, this piece is Marvel, we're going to put Star Wars fits perfectly in between these two Marvel pieces. <laughs> like, that's basically what Disney is doing right now, because they're playing, they're playing chess, and we're thinking we're playing checkers. <laughs> like, they're, they're, I don't know, like, it's, it's very puzzle-esque, if you will, that they're trying to do this type of thing with Marvel and Star Wars because we're, we're still waiting to see what the next Star Wars movie will be. There's one made by Taika Waititi who was the director of Thor Ragnarok and the next Thor movie and he's doing a Star Wars movie and then there's, I forget her name, this this director, what was her name? Was she the one who did Wonder Woman? I don't know. She is making her own Star Wars movie, and it's called Rogue Squadron, which is about, like, the pilots of the Rebellion, I think, of during the episodes 4 through 6, so, of the original trilogy. So, with all of that being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about what was announced this year, or today, at, um... If I can find it, I had it on my phone. Let's see what we got here. Everything announced from Disney Plus Day 2021. Here we go. So, we can go ahead and start off with Star Wars, I guess. They wanted to, with the big one, of course. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series. A lot of people have been anticipating this. This is honestly the most anticipated thing Star Wars has done in a long time. If, for those of you that don't know... Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of episode 3 went into hiding and had to hide from the Empire because of course he was one of the bigger name Jedi that were still alive after Order 66 happened (coughs) and he of course turned into Ben Kenobi in episode 4 where he taught Luke how to wield a lightsaber and trust in the force and all that and then Darth Vader killed him And so, that's like 30 years, (laughs) or like 20 to this, I think it's 30 years around there. It's like around 30 years in between episode 3 and 4. This is just a gigantic gap from when the Empire took over to when the Rebellion started and the first Death Star blew up. That's where this series is taking place, and it's going to follow Kenobi. And they they didn't show a trailer which is disappointing. <laughs> As a fan, it's disappointing. But they revealed some... It's called a behind-the-scenes featurette, which is basically just concept art, just put into, like, a PowerPoint video, that they're showing concept art of the show of what they want it to be, and the show comes out next year, but we don't know a day yet. And apparently, it showed, like, Kenobi and, like, some cloth stuff, and he's in the desert of, like, Tatooine. He's hiding out of different different places 
And they also showed concept art pictures of Darth Vader. And then at one point, <laughs> it's just exciting. There is a concept art piece that at some point in this show, we will have Obi-Wan Kenobi back at it again, one-on-one with Darth Vader. Now, of course, we all remember when they fought in episode four, and it sucked because it was the first Star Wars movie, you know, A New Hope, where they just, like, touched lightsabers, and then he died. Well, this one is going to be... It's, it's, you can call it a rematch, but this technically takes place first in the chronological order. But we are probably going to get an actual lightsaber duel between Kenobi and Vader. Which is so weird to say. <laughs> like, just the thought of thinking, like, we are quite possibly going to see probably one of the best live-action lightsaber duels ever. Because the best, without a doubt is Kenobi and Anakin in episode 3 on Mustafar. That is the best lightsaber duel ever. And if you've never seen it, it's so awesome because it also happens at the same time as that duel between Yoda and the Emperor happened back at the council, uh, the Jedi Council building in a, on a, um, a Coruscant. And it's so... Obi-Wan and Anakin had such a good battle. It was so well choreographed. It's so awesome. You bite on it every every second of it. It's got such good music to it. It's so you're just feeling it. It's so good. And if we're gonna get that again, but instead of Vader, um, instead of Anakin, he's just upgraded to Vader. Good lord! <laughs> like, and we're getting full on Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi who is such a fan favorite, and people love him. Like, I mean, I like Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he's probably my favorite Jedi, but God, people go crazy for Kenobi, (laughs) like, because he's so good, and he was so, such a good character in the Clone Wars, like, that show was just built around him and Anakin, and their bromance, (laughs) of course. So, um, yeah, that was probably, like, the most important thing that people, a lot of people were waiting on, was that, are we gonna see a trailer, because this, I don't know if this series is officially done or it's in post already, but it's not fully watchable yet, basically. They can't put it out now because it's not all the way 100% done, but it's getting there. I think filming might have been... I think filming might be done, but the editing is not because it still... It just says it's streaming in 2022, so at some point next year... We will be seeing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that we have been asking for for years. And finally, they were finally going to get to do it. I think it was Star Wars that didn't, or Disney didn't want to do it at first. And they saw everybody was like, if you put this out, everybody's going to watch it. It's going to be the biggest thing that's going to happen, you know. It's going to be so good. I'm, I'm, I already love the show and I haven't seen anything by, by some, but some pictures. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, also... I think that's all they announced for Star Wars, honestly. They really didn't do anything with Star Wars. Um, but I'm just scrolling down. This is from IGN.com. They, this is Disney Plus Day 2021. Everything announced. And, and yeah. So, under that, also that I talked about, Shang-Chi and Jungle Cruise are available on Disney Plus already and a bunch of other stuff. Like the movie Home Sweet Home Alone, which is a reboot of the old school Home Alone movie. Um, season 2, episodes 1 through 5 of The World According to Jeff Goldblum is, <laughs> is on Disney Plus now. I never watched it, but it's such it's so weird. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to go ahead and talk about, let's talk about the Marvel stuff. Because that's, that's what we're all here to see, right? That's what we all want to see. Um, where was that picture at? Let me look up real quick. They showed like first look, which is not a trailer, but like a um a picture, not concept art, but just showing. What um. A picture just from the show, like from the actual like production of the show. You know what I'm saying? 
I know they showed... They didn't show anything for Hawkeye, because that show's just done. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it, it, it's done. It really is. So, the first thing they announced was Miss Marvel. Okay, here we go. So, they announced Miss Marvel. And I... I don't really know much about her, honestly. It's... She's an interesting character. And I don't know much about her other than the there was an Avengers game that came out not too long ago and she can like stretch out like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four and here we go I found this so Miss Marvel will be coming out some point in 2022 we don't know what day yet as fans us you know um but yeah, they just showed like I think they they showed a picture of like her of the actress playing her, and that, that's about it. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so um, they also announced they also showed a picture of Moon Knight, who is played by Oscar Isaac. He is the actor who played Poe Dameron in the latest Star Wars trilogy, episodes seven through nine. He also played I forget his name. He played the father in Dune. Spoiler, he got killed. <laughs> but that was that happened in the first movie, or the old movie anyway. But he played the, that guy in Dune. He was also Poe Dameron in Star Wars. He is Moon Knight. And then they also showed us a picture of She-Hulk. And I don't remember who was playing that character. But there is a character by the name of She-Hulk, which is basically a female version of the Hulk. She's just not... She's not like just huge like the Hulk is she's just like really tall green and just jacked <laughs> and that's about it and, that, and that's She-Hulk <laughs> um uh yeah so Miss Marvel Moon Knight and She-Hulk we already knew about those those are live action shows those are not animated and then they announced some more stuff so let's go ahead and get into this a little bit so they announced this show by the name of let me get this name right Agatha, House of Harkness. This is a show about Agatha Harkness, who is, she was the witch who went against Wanda in WandaVision, um, who did, who like fed into her fake belief of the town and made it all fake and all that from the Marvel show WandaVision. Agatha was... <coughs> the villain of that show. She was the next door neighbor. If you watch this show, that's who she was. So they're making a show about her. Same actress, Katherine Hahn, is going to be playing Agatha again. I guess it's going to take place before. Um, I don't really know what it's going to be about, I guess. It's just going to be a show about her. I'll watch it, but whatever. They also announced... A show in which they gave a new look, basically, to the Marvel show I Am Groot, which is a show about Groot. (laughs) And I don't really know what it's going to be about. I mean, it's going to be about Groot. What am I saying? What a... Duh. (laughs) So, it's it's a show about Groot. I don't know... I'm thinking it's going to be about Groot before the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Back when he was just a tree person. Because, like, in the lore of Groot's people, like, he is the only one left. Like, his entire race of the tree people are dead. Um, So, it could show how that happened. And then how he met Rocket Raccoon. And they became a duo before Guardians. So, we'll just see what happens then. They gave us a new look at Ironheart, which is a Marvel series that is... I don't really know what it's about. It is... The actress name is Dominique Thorne, and she is playing the character Riri Williams. And she is a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since the death of Iron Man. Okay. So she's not really like taking Iron Man's place, but she's she's ta- she's filling that hole of the void that was left when Iron Man Tony Stark was is dead now. 
um, she is going to be taking that place of like the smart one in the group. The one who's there to create the armor and discover new stuff and all that kind of stuff. That's basically what Ironheart is going to be. Um, also, they gave us a new look at Secret Invasion. Which is... Which the comic is uh, going to probably be different. There was a Marvel comic book series called Secret Invasion that came out a couple years ago. That was about the scrolls invaded Earth, and they are shapeshifters, and they make themselves look like Avengers, and then they did stuff, and then stuff happened, and I don't really know. It was around Civil War, too. But there's a show called Secret Invasion that's going to be happening. Samuel Jackson will be returning as Nick Fury in that show, as well as, I don't remember his name, but he was the main scroll who acted like his boss. And then... um. Amelia Clark is going to be in that show as well. She was um, the queen, whatever her name is, the dragon queen from Game of Thrones. So it's going to be interesting seeing her in a Marvel movie too, or a Marvel series as well. So that was all the stuff that we have new looks and first looks of series we already know about. So the new stuff that was announced is... First off, I'll just go ahead and say they have officially announced that What If Season 2 will most likely be coming next year. Of course, we already knew that. They wanted to go ahead and say that. It wasn't officially announced, but they just went ahead and said it, of course, that What If Season 2 might happen next year or probably later next year at some point, you know. Also, they announced a new show called Echo. I don't know who that is. (laughs) I don't know who Echo is. Uh, Echo is a character, Marvel character. That's uh, that's all I know. (laughs) It's um, Maya Lopez is the character's name, who is I guess going to be Echo. So I don't really know. So that's just something to watch out for. There is a Marvel show called Echo now. Um. They announced a new animated show called Marvel Zombies. That is correct. They are now officially doing a Zombies series in the Marvel Universe on Disney+. Plus. That's going to be good. <laughs> like, if it follows that um, era, not era, that um, reality of the multiverse on season one of What If, where they went to these, when they showed the episode of the zombie universe. I think that'll be really good for them to do. Um, that's what that's all I'm really thinking that's going to happen. And it's animated, so it'll be good as well to get another animated show in there. Also, they announced a new show called Spider-Man Freshman Year. This is also going to be a... Animated show, I think. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, it's an animated series about Tom Holland's Peter Parker Spider-Man on how he, um, on his way to becoming Spider-Man. So it's going to be basically what was Spider-Man doing before the Homecoming movie came out. Like, what was he doing before that and before Civil War? Like, what was who was Spider-Man and how he came to be in the MCU? So, and that's an animated series coming soon as well. Then also, which is really weird that they announced this. I don't know why they decided to do this, but they announced this for the year 2023 that X-Men 97... <laughs> Is coming to Disney Plus, <laughs> and uh, I don't really know why. It is an animated series back in the '90s. It was the X Men show that apparently was really good. I never watched it, but I probably should now. It was an X Men series that happened in the '90s that a lot of people back then watched. I guess because it was a cartoon, an animated show. Um. They decided that they're going to do a new season of that. 
like I think it was only two seasons, they decided to redo it, and they're going to have a third season that is going to be, it says right here, an animated series from Marvel Studios Explorers. New series in the iconic 90s timeline of the original series. So they're sticking with this show taking place in the 90s. And, I mean, I, I'm... I'm anticipating it now. Like I, I definitely I probably that's the series. <laughs> Is that the one on um, the meme that everybody sees? The meme of Wolverine when he's laying on the bed with the picture and he's looking, and then the next picture under that meme is whatever he's looking at, and he's like, "I miss him so much." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That meant the Wolverine meme. Yeah, I think that is from this show. What an iconic show. I mean, that's probably why it's being brought back because so many people probably wanted to watch it from that meme, which is what I should do, honestly. I should definitely watch this show. But um, So, yeah, that's really all that was announced is basically they just said, hey, this stuff is still happening and we have more stuff now. So, with Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk look like they're going to all premiere next year in 2022. Um, I think What If Season 2 might premiere next year as well. And then X-Men 97 will be in 2023. And then everything else, I don't know exactly. I don't know if they've filmed any of it yet or if they're still writing some of it. I don't honestly know what's going to happen. So, so yeah, it'll still be interesting whatever they decide actually happens. So, that was all the stuff that was revealed today on Disney Plus Day. Of course, don't forget we still have stuff coming out this year with the Hawkeye series, the Spider-Man movie, and of course the Book of Boba Fett will be rounding out the year. So, so yeah. <clears throat> so, it is now time for my official Marvel Eternals review. I will be reviewing the Eternals movie with spoilers. So if you have not, and I know this movie came out last week, but I'm giving a heavy spoiler review, or spoiler warning, I should say, because this is going to be a spoiler review. If you have not watched Marvel's Eternals and you want to watch it and not get spoiled to it, you should stop this right now, speed it up about 10 to 15 minutes or so. I probably won't talk about it that much. And I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit because of stuff that happened but if you don't want to get spoiled to it, speed this up about 10 or ten to 12 minutes, and then I will go into questions after that. So, spoiler warning to all of you. You have been warned, officially, because I am now about to talk about the Eternals movie. All right. Now that everybody's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that they brought Iron Man back to life? No, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't say that. Too soon, too soon. You know what I'm saying? So, first off, I will say this movie is not as bad as people, as the critics say it is. Um, just a little rundown of it. I thought it was good. Honestly, it had very well done CG. Like, honestly, the animation, because it's a live action show, a live action movie, but like the CG and the green screen work and all that stuff that they did in this movie is awesome. Like I won't be surprised if this movie wins like an Oscar or something for like best it's not CG but like best effects or something like that cuz this movie is awesome like that. It looks pretty. It's a good movie in my opinion. Not great, but it's good. But god is it long. <laughs> it's like two and a half hours. And I have nothing with a two and a half hour movie. I watched Avengers Endgame in theaters, and that movie was three hours long. I, if Spider-Man No Way Home is three and a half hours long, I will crap my pants in the theater because I will not want to get up out of the seat to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, because that's that kind of movie. If you are heavily, if you know what's going to happen, you have some idea, you're going to watch all of it. With Eternals, I had no clue who these people were. And to be honest, I still don't know have a clue over half of them are. So, I don't remember their names. I remember Richard Madden. He's a character. He's an actor. Um, he played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He was Icarus. And he was the Superman character who could fly. He had good strength. And he shot yellow lasers out of his eyes. 
Um, yeah, and I remember him, and then Selma Hayek was Ajax, which also, I already said spoiler warning, so that's good, but Ajax, who was Selma Hayek, I don't know why she died so early off in the movie. Like, I mean, it, it makes sense for the story, but she died so, like, 15 minutes in. And I can understand why people would think this movie is slow, because God is it slow, and a lot of talking, which on, honestly, there wasn't that much talking in, in certain parts. It was just long, and then nothing happened in like the first half of this movie, because it's a two and a half hour movie, but they had to lay the foundation for the movie for the first hour and a half. So the last hour of this movie was the best part, because that's when you got the good fighting scenes, you got some of them turning on each other, and then you got the ending that was really good to get to the mid and end credit scene, which is what we were all trying to get to anyway, and see what happened at the end, and if anybody, Avenger or somebody showed up, you know. But good lord, it was long, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, me and John went and saw it last week, and I liked it. I really did. I enjoyed it. It was, we saw it on Thursday, which was opening night. There was more people. This theater was not full, but there were more people here for this than they were for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was only like me, John, and three other people, so like five total in the theater. This one, I think, was like, this theater, I would say, was like a third full, so like more people, but not, not every seat was not filled. You could tell there was a lot of empty places, too. But Etern Eternals actually had a lot of uh, comedic stuff in it. It was funny. And um, so, yeah. So, like, whatever the critics say, you should not trust Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. If you actually, if you want, if you honestly don't want to see a movie until you see a critic or somebody else say it's good, that way you, you're afraid to waste your money or something... This isn't, I'm not trying to be like arrogant or anything, but you should honestly just listen to me because I will tell you whether a movie is crap or not because I, I had, there's no, I have no holds barred against movies like, like this because if a movie sucks, I don't want to say, oh, well, maybe you'll like it. If a movie sucks for me, nobody's going to like it because <laughs> that's me. Like I have a very open mind and open opinion about different movies and I will analyze them like, I only saw Eternals once, and I know, like, the story, I know half the characters' names, because they were confusing characters, I don't, they weren't called, like, John and Hannah, or Smith, or something, you know, they weren't, like, normal people names, because they were named after, like, Olympic gods, you know, but I, uh, if you ever want, like, if you, like, if you haven't seen Eternals yet, and you aren't afraid with the spoiler warning, and you're listening to this, and you are thinking about seeing it, go see it. If you if you enjoy any of the Marvel movies, if you've seen them all, if you enjoy really anything about superheroes and all that kind of stuff, Eternals is a good movie to watch. It is not as low as people, the critics say it is. Um... But yeah, like, I liked it. Um, I would give it, like, a 7 out of 10, or if I rated it on, if I rated it on the, the, the scale I normally do with stuff, with the drinks and all that, I would probably rate it like a 74, or like a 75 around there, because it wasn't the best, but it was not, it was a little above average, it was around average for me, it was not bad, it was not a crap movie, 10 out of 10 on the music, 10 out of 10 on the effects, but the story itself was like a 6 or so, and that's why I really have to drag it down to like a 7, mid 7, 8 around there, because it's not the best, but it's not the worst, so it's it's a it's a good average Marvel movie. Um, I, want, I, I do want to talk about the mid-credit scene, so the mid-credit scene, um... When Angelina Jolie's character and the other two, I don't, the fat, the girl who's really fast, she's the Flash, and then the guy who can control people's minds and make them do what he wants. When they were out in space in the ship, and then you heard, they were like, oh, we hear somebody walking down the hall. I was about to crap my pants if Captain Marvel showed up. Not out of excitement, but out of pure, like, why? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> 
crap my pants out of anguish, basically. Um, but then, like, a portal opened, and this little troll popped out. And then he started, he was, like, drinking and all that. And then he introduced a new another character by the name of, what was his name, Eros or something? His actual name is Star Fox, which is way easier to remember. So this guy walks out, and his name's Star Fox, and he looks like a hero. He's got a cape. He's got a, the whole get-up, you know. And it's freaking Harry Styles. You know, like the singer, Harry Styles. So Harry Styles walks out, and he's Star Fox. And if you don't know who Star Fox is, Star Fox is Thanos' brother. Harry Styles. And he doesn't look purple. He is still a white man. <laughs> and he comes out of this portal. And he's supposed to be Thanos' brother. This guy who was big, bald, and purple who tried to wipe out half of all living things in the entire universe. And this puny little white guy who is Harry Styles, which I don't know if he's puny or not, but I mean, he's kind of skinny, you know. Nothing against him. He can sing really good, you know, watermelon sugar high, all that kind of stuff, you know. But the th just putting two and two together does not equal four right here. It equals Y. <laughs> That's what it equals. But... I don't know, it's something because um, his character is apparently like really arrogant, but he's kind of like also like another type of Superman character. Um, I think he'll be good. I've never really seen anything that Harry Styles has acted in, but now he's playing the character Star Fox in a Marvel movie. So that'll be interesting to see. And yeah, that's all I know about that. So the end credits scene... If you don't know the character, uh, the actor Kit Harrington played the character Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. He was in this movie by the, and he played a guy named Dane Whitman. And if you don't know who Dane Whitman is, he is the Black Knight. In the Marvel comics, he plays a character. His name is Black Knight. He, I don't really know much about him. Um... But the end credit scene was that he was in his office and he was had this really long box in there that had a sword in it. He opened it and it was this black sword that really looked nice. And apparently, John did some research for me and we talked about it. That the sword he has is a solid black sword and it's called the Ebony Sword. Now the way it works is that, you know, whenever you try to pick up Thor's hammer... Um, it's only those who are worthy, and to be worthy, you have to be pure of heart. Like Captain America, when he picked it up in Endgame, like in Age of Ultron, Cap couldn't pick up the hammer because he knew that Winter Soldier killed Tony Stark's parents. That's why he couldn't pick it up. Once he confessed that, after that movie happened, during, during Civil War, he was now pure of heart because he knew. He confessed, and he is fine now. He's not done anything else wrong. And then when he picked up the hammer and held it in Endgame, he was able to hold it because he was pure of heart. The way the ebony sword works is the opposite. <laughs> the opposite being that you have to be fully not pure. You have to be pure evil at heart to wield the ebony sword, which is, of course, apparently a sword that was used in olden times that was made to kill vampires. Now, he was about to touch it. You know, he was like reaching his hand out. And then the sword, like on the inside of it, had like not this black liquid. But it was like the magnetic stuff is what it looked like. And it was trying to go towards his hand, you know. Like it had, it had like leech looking things in it. And then right before he touched it, there was this guy behind him. That said, you sure you want to do that, Whitman? And then that was it. <laughs> and that was the end of the movie. And the movie ended. And I was like, what? And so, I didn't know who it was. There were two people that me and John thought it was. <coughs> it was either Kang the Conqueror or the Watcher. And we didn't know who it could have been out of those two. But, the next day, I was on social media. I think it was on Instagram. And they had an interview with the director, Chloe Zhao. And she announced who that guy was in the end credit scene. And the guy who talked with Jon Snow's Black Knight in the end credit scene is Blade. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Because it, it's already been announced that Mahershala Ali, the actor, is he's going to be playing Blade when he comes into the MCU. But we have 
Blade has officially been introduced, his voice anyway, has been introduced in a Marvel movie at the end of Eternals. So apparently we might get the Black Knight and Blade to team up at some point, and that is huge. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that's basically it. I like the movie. If you want to watch it, you should go watch it. Um, I watched it because I thought it would be good, and it was. It was, like I said, a pretty somewhat average movie, around a 7 out of 10, honestly. So, yeah. <clears throat> so now we're going to go ahead and get into some questions. We've got one question today, since I talked a lot about Disney stuff. We have one question today, and if you ever want to submit a question for me to answer on a future episode of the podcast, you can go to my YouTube page. The link is down below in the description of this podcast episode. Go down below and tap or click on that link, and it'll take you to my YouTube page. Go under one of the videos. And in the comment section, just type out your question, comment it, send it, and then I will see it and I'll be able to answer it on a future episode. So, yeah. So this question is as follows. It's not a would you rather question, surprisingly. <laughs> so the question I got today is, what is a criminally underrated game? That's interesting. Um, thank you for this question. That is a good question, honestly. <clears throat> Criminally underrated. Most of the games I've played are normally rated or overrated as well. And I have played a lot of games, honestly. Um, There is a game that I played not too long ago. It was... um. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. People say that game sucks, but I like it. <laughs> it's not really overrated. I think people just gave that game too much crap, honestly, because I really liked it. That was the first game I ever played in the Metal Gear series of Solid Snake. Um, but you played Big Boss in that game. It's open world. You do a lot of crap. There's like a there's a good story. I like the story. But it's the great game. Oh, the great game creator Hideo Kojima created it, and I like it honestly. That game is good, and anybody who says it's not never played it. So, or you never finished it anyway. It is confusing. It's crap. <laughs> it really is. I've played that story mode at least like three or four times. Honestly, it's one of the few games that I've played the story more than once. Um. There was a game, I feel like all the games I play, they're not underrated, they're either like big games like Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto, or they're games that just nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> I don't know if you can count that as underrated, or just not heard of, you know what I'm saying? Like, not well marketed. Um, there is a game called Ark that I'm currently playing. I feel like a lot of people just don't play it because it takes so much time. It takes hours and hours and hours to actually do. Um, there was a game called End War made by Tom Clancy. And I played that game a lot back in the day when I was a kid. It was a game about um, World War III. It was originally made to be on computer, but I played it on PS3. And it was really good. I played a game called Ruse. It was a World War II game. It was like a strategy game. It was also meant for PC, but I played it on PS3. Um, I love that game. That's one of my favorite games ever. So is In War. Um, Mercenaries. Honestly, the Mercenaries series in itself is fully underrated. That game, Those two games are great, and they should have made a third. Um, the first Mercenaries was on PlayStation 2, and I played, a, I played the crap out of that game. <laughs> Um, it was so weird. I can't even explain it because it's like North Korea goes to war with South Korea or the rest of the world and you can pick who do you want to protect, but it's open world. So it's like you can run around and stuff as a, as your character and you get a lot of different guns to shoot and all that stuff. And it's like, you, there's the allies, the South Koreans, 
the Russians and the Chinese. And then you have North Korea. But North Korea in the game is always the bad guys. But you can, like, form an alliance with all four of the others. But you can, like, go into, like, the Russians' base and just kill anybody you want to. And then your, like, notoriety goes down. So it's like you become a bad guy to them, so that means they'll shoot you on sight. But then you can like go to them and do like a mission for them, and you'll be good with them again. <laughs> so it's like um, they did that the same thing with Mercenaries Two, and it took place in like the Caribbean. And instead of the was the Russians in that? I don't think the Russians were there. It wasn't the Russians anymore. It was the it was pirates. Is who it was. It was the pirates, and I played a lot of that game as well. Which the ending of that game was weird. Because the ending ended up turning like allies against the Chinese. Because they never liked each other. And then you had to choose at the end. is like, okay, do you want to nuke the Chinese base or the allies base? And the allies is the US. And if you nuke it, no matter how much you play after that, you can't go to that base anymore. Because it's uh, radioactive. And if you go in that radiation zone, you die. <laughs> like... Um, but yeah, those two games honestly were really fun, and I played a lot of those as a kid and an early teenager, and those two games are great, and I don't see why, I think they said Mercenaries 3 was in the works, but then LucasArts, who made it, was bought by Disney, and they stopped, they, did, they just dropped it, and they didn't want to make it again. Because they were like, we're not going to be able to make it. Because apparently, two didn't do as good as the first one. So they're like, well, we're not going to make a third one if it's going to be crap, too. If nobody's going to buy it. I honestly think they should make a third one. The characters you can pick from are really good as well. But that's my answer, honestly. Like, I can't really think of anything else because all the other games I've played are like mainstream games like Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft or Battlefield. So it's like there are little games that I've played that are, I would not consider them underrated. I just consider them not out there well enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't say a movie or a game or whatever is underrated if nobody knows about it. <laughs> like, I don't think I can just justify that, you know. So, um, so yeah. So, that's my answers to that. And thank you for that question. So, now it is time for the official drink review. I have got three drinks that I'm going to be reviewing today. And, good lord, I am going to have a heart attack because it's three energy drinks. I, I don't remember where these are from. I think they're from Walmart, honestly. My sister, shout out, got these for me. I've got three right in front of me right now. Three different flavors. Well, <laughs> I say that, but I don't, <laughs> I don't honestly know if they are three different flavors or not. They look cool. I really like the cans. They all are in cans, of course. And, I mean, I haven't tried them yet. I've never even heard of them until my sister brought them in. And it's called Bucked Up Energy. Now, you heard me right. I did not say effed up energy. <laughs> it is bucked up with a B, like a, like a buck, like a deer, you know. And the cans are these solid black cans with this... A buck on the front with the antlers, and I have a blue one, a red one, and an American one. This is what I like to say because it's the American flag. Um, so I don't really know which ones I want to try first. There is blue Raz, blood Raz, and then rocket pop. Rocket pop is the American one, and then the blue is the blue, and the blood is the red one. I guess I'll just go down the line. Oh, sorry, to stretch. I go down the line. Let's try blue Raz first. Oh, you hear that? Hold on, hear it. Listen to it. God, it's loud. <laughs> um, it's just a little bit taller than your normal can. Um, it has no sh no sugar, so it's probably gonna taste like crap. <laughs> but it's apparently an energy drink. 
Um, made in the U.S., so I might die, but here we go. So, bucked up energy. Let's try the Blue Raz flavor right now. Whoo! Oh! Oh, energy drink. It smells amazing, though. I apologize if you can hear me drinking. That's not bad. <clears throat> As of right now, I still say that the more the Rick and Morty uh Rick uh energy drink <clears throat> is the best tasting energy drink ever. That's not that bad. On the scale from zero to a hundred, no decimals. Um, Blue Raz is going to get a solid 72. That is not that bad, honestly. I would drink that again, but I wouldn't probably seek it out. <clears throat> so, let's try the Blood Raz flavor. Blood Raz, which is just red. I don't know if it's going to be the same thing, but just a red color or, not, or something, you know? But, oh, oh, okay, we're just fizzing everywhere. Um... So yeah, Blood Raz, let's go ahead and give it a try. Let's just see how it is. <clears throat> of course, also zero sugar. Oh, smells different. Okay, let's give it a try. Jesus, man. Oh, it's got that energy drink feel. Like all energy drinks have the same thing when you take that first sip and it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's not as much flavor as the blue one. Like the blue Raz <clears throat> was like, boom, energy drink. And the blood one is like, we, we're an energy drink too. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, not bad, but honestly not a lot there to work with. I'm just going to give you a 68. Um... Good, wouldn't seek it out again, but if I was given it, I would not deny it. It's not bad. The only reason it got kind of a low score with the 68 is only because it, it's not a lot to work with. If you want an energy drink that has not much flavor at all, you should get the Blood Raz Bucked Up Energy because it's the one for people who just want energy and not flavor or something. So... Last one we got is Rocket Pop, which is the American one. Go ahead and pop that top. Oh, yeah. So, Rocket Pop. Rocket Pop, Tennessee. Um, smells good. Smells like cotton candy. Let's give it a try. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Man, drinking that just makes me want to stand up and sing the national anthem. Oh, say can you see? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, honestly, that was better than the Blue Raz one for me. It had not as much, like, punch as the energy drink has with the energy part, but a good amount of flavor. Like, this is, like, <clears throat> it's weird. Like, Blue Raz had too much of both. Blood had neither, and Rocket Pop has more flavor than the energy. So, so Rocket Pop, I'm actually going to just give you a 75 even, because that's, you're the best one out of the others, because you have more flavor than energy, but you're still good. So, so yeah. So, if you ever see these, you can go and check out on the Toddcast Instagram, at the underscore Toddcast underscore, only on Instagram, of course, to see the picture of these three energy drinks and if you want to try them go ahead and give them a try i have no i honestly somewhat recommend it i mean i'm not gonna say don't get it but i mean if you want an energy drink and you want and you're looking for something whether you're working out or working or doing whatever and you might want an energy drink try these out they're actually pretty good and they're manufactured in the united states too so there you go so that 
ends up with Blood Raz, the red one, being a 68, Blue Raz with a 72, and Rocket Pop with a 75. So, I think that's going to do it for this week. As always, please rate and subscribe. And if you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe, and click that bell to get notified when new videos are uploaded. And make sure you follow the Toddcast on Instagram at the underscore Toddcast underscore on Instagram for all your updates and pictures and everything. And make sure you tell your friends and your family to give this a listen. And thank all of you for listening to this episode. If you want to know what's going to happen next week, well, you're just going to have to tune in to find out. Only on the Toddcast.